Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to this. Welcome back to Rio's Basketball Talk and welcome to episode 7. Today we're going to be talking about some, some, just going over some teams and some certain players and how they're going to affect the teams and we're going to see what team need to do in order to contend or if they want to take it to the next level or if they need to take it a step back and get into the rebuild process. So some headliners though, however, before we start, Lamelo Ball was looked at as the youngest player ever to record a triple-double. This record had been beaten multiple times. LeBron James was the youngest person. And then in 2018, Lonzo Ball was, uh, broke it. And then you have had Luka Doncic, Markel Fultz break that record. Now you have LaMelo Ball, who's the youngest player in around 19 years and 140 days, I think. But congratulations, LaMelo Ball. I think he's going to be, he's going to take the NBA by storm and he's going to create a huge impact on to the league and yet in other news the scores today weren't the most exciting um the nuggets in 76 were probably the most interesting game however uh, the test positive by um 76ers guard seth curry so we'll see how this uh, the 76ers are going to be dealt with there anyway we're going to move on to our topics of uh, the takes today we're going to be looking at um, and teams. So we're gonna look at the Warriors. Um, what they need to do and what they what, what are you gonna do with them? So the Warriors are in sort of contention mode. They're not. I think they're. I think they w- They're gonna make the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. I don't think anyone's doubting they're making the playoffs. Um, and the Steph Curry has played amazing. He scored his career high. Um, he had a 13-point game against the Clippers, though, and then bounced back 38 points. So, Steph Curry is great, and there's no doubt about that. The question is, is can he withstand that up until next season when Clay hopefully is going to be back uh, fully healthy from the Achilles, I mean, the ACL and Achilles injury, which is unfortunate, but hopefully Curry will have the same production but this year is looking great for Steph Curry. I think it show, he's showing that he's better than Damian Lillard. And I completely agree with that. There's Damian Lillard, but there's Steph Curry. Like, Damian Lillard is a great true point guard. I think he's right under Steph Curry, but Steph Curry is above. He's the greatest shooter of all time. He could dribble the ball like anyone. Um, debate. There's a, it's a debate between Kyrie and Curry with the best handles. He could pass the ball, and his defense has increased over the years. His athleticism has increased over the years. I think it has peaked, but still in the weight room, still getting stronger. And I think that's one thing that Steph Curry's improved. Um, hopefully that he'll be able to stay healthy. That's one thing now that the Warriors need to worry about. I think it's just health overall for Steph Curry. And hopefully they'll put a bit of minutes restrictions onto him during the year or give him a few rests like, the, like other teams have given their veteran players. But other than that, the Warriors need, I would say, give Kelly Oubre a few more games, see what he's made out of. Scored four threes against the Kings, wasn't expected after he's one for 40. So we'll see. It's a bit it's a bit unclear. Draymond Green is back. It's it's crazy how much of an impact he makes defensively. Um, charges, steals, uh, contested shots, like actually contested shots, not just, not just the hand up I'm talking about, just right in their faces. Draymond Green does all that. He could bring the ball up. He could. He sets Steph Curry up. He looks for Steph Curry. I think he's a very underrated power forward. But then again, his attitude and on and off the court, 
is inexcusable to his professional job. But Steph Curry is the centerstone of this team this year. They might they might be able to make it out of the first round. They probably won't. I can see them losing in five or six games in a first round series and playoffs. But we'll see what happens. I think the Warriors will not make any moves. They just develop their players and wait for next season. James Wiseman is great. Next, we're going to move on to Spurs, but not the Spurs, really just their trade. They need trade their pieces, their veteran pieces especially. DeMar DeRozan is breaking out, showing that he shouldn't be 82nd on the on the list of the ESPN rankings. He's bre- he's breaking he's not breaking out, but he's showing that he's still a good player, a solid player, and that he need he deserves a lot more credit than he's getting. Even though in the playoffs he hasn't proved it, he's proving in the regular season right now. They should trade him. Teams might want him for contending for contention. The Warriors might get him for a one-year bargain, but the Warriors don't need him. The Warriors shouldn't trade for him. But teams could get him for like a one-year bargain, one or two-year bargain. Um, and Lamarcus Aldridge, he's also up for trade. You can Brooklyn get Lamarcus Aldridge. I'm telling you, he's going to be great. Or Jeremy Grant. The the Pistons have Jeremy Grant, who they should trade as well. He's having a career year again. Looks great. They're going to give so much for him if they just trade him to a contending team. So, Aldridge Grant, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay could even be in trade possibilities. Patty Mills, maybe. He might he might stick to the Spurs. I don't know what the Spurs are going to be looking towards in the future. DeJounte Murray is not their future point guard, so they also got to get younger talent and draw younger talent. Because it's not, it's not a huge free agent market. It is not the market-wise, but a place to play basketball because of the history of the San Antonio Spurs and, of course, the excellence of Greg Popovich. But we'll see what happens with the Spurs. Hopefully, we'll bring them in. They'll be able to trade some key pieces, get some pieces back. Next, uh, we're going to go on to Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Dallas Mavericks are a bit of a question mark in the department of what they're going to do. Christoph Porzingis should be coming back soon. We hope that he does. He's going to make a bigger impact on the core, I think, in a great way. But one thing Dallas lacks credit for, I think, um, overall by the NBA in general, is the way that their teams have been managed. So last year, they everyone in their starting lineup could shoot, and their bench, everyone could shoot. A three, not just shooting, they could shoot a three. Years before that, they set up, they had, they balanced their offense and defense very well. They've had, and they implemented great systems for the teams. And I think that's one of the reasons why Dirk Nowitzki was great. I think Rick Carlisle used him excellent, in an excellent manner. He's using Luca in a great way. He's, he's, the, the Mavericks aren't a huge destination. They aren't, they don't have the pieces yet. But for what they could do and for what they've got, They've managed to make some solid teams, which on paper, especially if you look at percentages and uh, stats and grading, their their shooting abilities and defensive and athletic capabilities, they've they look good. It's just they're not contending. They they need they need a name. They need another name, not a max player, but they need another name. And can they get that? We don't know. Um, Porzingis, I don't know if he was a max player. I know they want to secure him, but Porzingis being a max, 
that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. We'll see what Dallas does, but this season, maybe they can make it to second round, depending on who their first round matchup will be. But we'll see what happens. Dallas, I think Luka Doncic is, you know what, even if they say he's out of shape, he's been great. Next, can the Suns keep it up? Well, the, the Phoenix Suns have been absolutely tearing it up uh, during this season already. They're tied to the Lakers, only losing three times this season. And it's it's great to see. The Suns can improve significantly from last year roster-wise. When you add Chris Paul and Jay Crowder in your team, I think you would expect a few more wins on the board for the team. You've got a great coach in Monty Williams. I think he's create, implemented a great system for the team. He's used Devin Booker in a way where he's not being overused, but he's still getting a great amount of points. He's still being that threat on scoring. And Chris Paul, like he, he's getting better as he gets older. Like he, They say he was washed up after that year in Houston, but OKC, in OKC, he proved that he could change a team completely. And then when he goes to the Phoenix Suns, he proved that he could change that team up too. Jay Crowder's older, but he's still the threat from the three-point line, and he's proved that he, it took a bit for him to get back into rhythm because he played in the finals, he played a lot of minutes in the play in the bubble in general, and as a, he's an older player, so obviously he's a little bit short. But this team has potential. They don't have a lot of, they don't have enough depth yet. Uh, they, they 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 don't. They, their bench is not the greatest. Their starters are uh, relied on heavily. So teams need to be team could use take advantage of that, especially from an older Chris Paul, older Jay Crowder, DeAndre Aiden. I think I think he he could take a bigger load. I don't think the, I don't think the, the Monty Williams is using him well. But like they're he's using him well, but just not enough. And that's the right way to put it. Using him well, but he's not using him like a first round, first pick of the NBA draft type player. So, if I'm Monty Williams, you try to get Aiton a lot more involved on the offensive end. I think he could take a lot of uh, stress and uh, attention from Devin Booker and Chris Paul away, and that'll create a dynamic trio. Which, in the end, could be very unguardable since there are two young talents and one veteran player. I think that can make up a lot, especially the veteran player is a leader, a floor general, a floor commander. A guy that would lead the offense to winning and only winning because that's what he does. Anyway, what's going to happen is we're going to move on to some bad news. Um, unfortunate news for teams. So... The Magic, well, obviously, they it's a bit hard to gauge where they are. They should just break it all up. But for individual player, Markel Fultz towards ACL. Uh, and he's going to be out for the remainder of the season. I think, I think that's one of the saddest things to see. Because when you look at... When you look at uh, when you look at Marco Fultz, first round pick, and he was looked at as bust. He was looked at as bust, completely bust. Like that shoulder was screwed; it was completely messed up. It's unfortunate. It's un. It's unfortunate for for the, for the 
the mat for the Nets, like he was a sorry for the Magic because he was he was good for a team, good point guard, and he was bouncing back. But this ACL will, I think, bring him back to to improving his shot. Even though his shoulder is still not one hundred percent healthy, I think it fix up his shot since he won't be focused on athleticism. He may take more of a veteran role in shooting. Even though he's a very young player, still I think he, if he develop a shot, he might be he might be better, and he come out of a whole different player. This is a chance to restart because people have teams have seen him bounce back, and he got that contract extension. He has a bit of security on him, so hopefully after this injury, he'll bounce back, and I think he will. But it's very unfortunate to see for a player that's been trying to battle that shoulder and such high expectations for him. It's really unfortunate to see, and then. Next, Spencer Dinwiddie for the Brooklyn Nets as well towards ACL. The Brooklyn Nets have been granted a $5.7 million for a disabled player exception um, because of his loss to Spencer Dinwiddie. He's out for the season. Um, He he went through knee surgery and expected to make a full recovery. That's great to hear. However, that's, that's, he's, he's out for the year. He won't be helping the Brooklyn Nets even in the playoff run. So Brooklyn needs to get someone else if, if they want to they wanna win this year. They, they got to get someone. I thought he was a good trade piece, but they need to trade someone else. If you're a Nets, you need someone. You need to bring in someone. They could get a grant. I think he'd be great offensively because he improved his offense. And his defense is absolutely outstanding. And Brooklyn lacks defense now. If you're the Nets, you gotta be looking at trying to trade for someone or two players that give a bit of a boost on the offensive end or give a boost on the defensive end. Maybe one offense, one defense. Maybe just boost up that lineup a bit because right now it's just not looking good. DeAndre Jordan, he's not worth his contract. He looks slower, he looks older. Could he be a potential trade piece? Yes, I think that he could be a definite uh, trade piece. So we'll see. I think it's going to be great to see what happens with them. But it's unfortunate for Nets that they lost a player that they value a lot. I think they valued him too highly. Um, I don't think his impact is as great um, as people say it is. I think he's an overrated offensive player. Um, but defensively, he's been underrated. But offensively, because of his length. But offensively, I think he was overrated. I just think that the Brooklyn Nets wasn't looked at as a contending team. But Dinwiddie, but then since Dinwiddie now is just is just a normal player, I don't see him being an, a huge offensive threat on any other team, especially if they're if they're contending. If they're not contending, I think he'll do what he did with Brooklyn before, because that's what that's what players do. I mean, that's what some players are, and I think then Dinwiddie's one of those players. Anyway, um, changing it up from some unfortunate. Uh, heart-wrenching injuries. Let's move on to something more unfortunate, I guess you can say. Um, the Washington Wizards. They're a complete joke. Um, kind of. It's tough to place it. They beat Brooklyn. But that was, but Brooklyn had two shots. One from Kyrie, one from Durant. They're great shots. Shots that they always made their whole career. So if you're Brooklyn, you weren't worried about that game. Actually, you should be though, because you only beat Washington. You only lost. You lost to Washington, and the game shouldn't have been that close, regardless. So 
what, what do you do as a Washington player? So, Russell Westbrook is the same old Russell Westbrook. I, I hate to say I love Russell Westbrook. I love me some Russell Westbrook. He's, I, he's, my, he's been my favorite player since I started watching basketball. I've supported him his whole entire career. But this is just this is just this is just awful to see. I don't want to say it, but he hasn't changed one bit, and he's just lost athletic ability. Meaning, meaning there hasn't been much to do. So Russell Westbrook, he lost it, and I don't know what Scott Brooks obviously doesn't have much to say because Scott Brooks, Russell Westbrook, history. They uh, Scott Brooks coached Russell Westbrook before in the past so Scott Brooks thinks that he's five he's on the, he's on he's on the same uh, team as Russell Westbrook played as five years ago he expects what Russell Westbrook did five years ago which you can't do he's not using a great young talent in Rui Hachimura who's a early pick so not using Rui Hachimura he's great athletically defensively offensively strong he's big He's agile for his size too, and they're not using him at all. They're u- they're just the utilization of Rihachimura is not there. If you're not going to use him, trade him. Like that, that's just it's unfortunate to see. But they're not using him at all. Bradley Beal, again playing amazing. I sixty points against Sixers, forty points there, thirty points there. It's just. Beal is showing in day and night out And I think Russell Westbrook is doing a good job Getting Bradley Beal involved But they don't need that They need Russell Westbrook to To get the whole team involved Ball movement Make him play a bit more off ball Maybe post him a bit more Mid range, no three pointers Get him off the perimeter I think uh, before the bubble Mike D'Antoni utilized Westbrook well After the all-star break Russell Westbrook played amazing I think, I think it was a it was after the All Star break. That's when Russell Westbrook really shined for the Houston Rockets, and that's when that's that's when people are like Russell Westbrook still got it. But now they don't have that because it's just they're not they're not they're not winning. They're not they're not the results aren't coming. They're just losing. They they they're close to five hundred now. I know it's only ten games in or so, but. They're not going to make any playoff push. They're, they're worse than they were with John Wall in 2017, 2016, 2015. It's just, it's just not there. So it's unfortunate to see. It's unfortunate to hear. It's unfortunate to watch. But the Wizards, if they don't change something, they're not going to make anything out of their team. And they're just going to, well, they're just going to be giving Russell Westbrook a lot of money. And then they're just going to be wasting Beal's, Beal's talent just... Not giving anything to work with. Next, let's go on to the Denver Nuggets, a team that surprised the NBA and took the NBA by storm last year. Especially as I mentioned in the previous episode, one of the surprises and the big moments of 2020 was the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets to 3-2, deficits, and they came back in one one was against the Utah Jazz, who had a hot Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. Unfortunately, no about Donovich, but still. A great Utah team that was bound to make it to the next round. And then they also had... And then they went against the Clippers that I picked to win the chip. So, multiple, multiple unfortunate things for Nuggets. Because they lost Grant. 
um, the health and safety protocol, all that jazz, that's going to be fixed. Jeremy Graham, Andre Murray, Jamal Murray, my bad, hasn't played the way he has before in the bubble, which was expected. I said it before. The bubble showed out some really interesting performances. Like, Tyler Hero is playing well in the regular season. It's just he's going through that sophomore slump, which every great player goes through. Donovan Mitchell went through it. Um, But I'm telling you right now that this team is just... They got to get someone. They need need another piece because Jamal Murray can't carry the team. Jokic is great. He he, he can't, but he can't do it alone. Great playmaker, general role player, and role player or two in in fact because Gary Harris is just not is not shooting well give him a few more games maybe possibly it's hard to gauge Gary Harris because he just it's just it's hard to gauge Gary Harris it's just, there's nothing about him that that shines his defense is great his efforts there but is he really meant to be on that nugget system and in that lineup is the question here Michael Porter Jr., give him more touches, give him the ball more. We've seen it more minutes, more impact, more efficiency. It just Mike Malone, what are you doing with what are you doing with him? So that's uh that's something that we're gonna that's something that we're gonna have to look at closely. Denver Nuggets, they have high they have too high expectations. I don't know what why why they have such high expectations for Nuggets. I don't have high expectations for them. They exceeded expectations last year because the bubble. They exceeded my regular season expectations by getting second place the last two years. But they they exceeded expectations. My expectations aren't high for them, so they're gonna meet. Ex- they're meeting expectations now. So, from my expectations, they're meeting them before other uh, journalists and writers. They're they're below expectations, and you can't do that because the bubble just had some hot players. Like, TJ Warren, what was he doing? Was just, just look at them. Like, the Suns, they they had, they had were hot, but they're also hot now. Well, they're... Yeah, they're hot now. You can say they're hot. They're they're, they're translating into the regular season. Uh, TJ Warren, Jamal Murray, they're not doing that. Hopefully, we could see it. I want to see Denver succeed. They're a young team, talented team. I want to see them succeed, but they don't get another piece or two. They're not going to succeed. They're not going to take it to the next step of contending. Next, uh, we're going to move on to the 76ers. Great regular season team. Proven time and time again. Seth Curry has been amazing. Maybe the 76ers get one more bench piece, a role player. Uh, I'm not worried about that. Maybe that, that'd be great if they do get one more uh, role player. But Doc Rivers has done a great job in the system. But 76ers, so 76ers, it's all about the playoffs. They know it. We all know it. Expectations are high for playoffs this year. Even for me, they're higher. But it's, the East is stronger this year. It's tougher. Their window's closing. Their window is very closing. Closing very fast. So let's see what the 76ers are going to do. The 76ers, expectations are for the playoffs. Regular season been great. It's good to see Green and Curry do what they've been doing. They've been balling. So let's hope they keep that up. Embiid's been great. Simmons also as well. Maybe maybe some more scoring than Simmons. Nothing to complain about here. Sixers, regular season's been great. Playoffs, we want to see it. Then we're going to move on to an under, a player that's 
actually, we're going to go move, move on to Miami and Portland. Then we're going to move on to underrated player. And then we're going to move on. And then we're going to finish and close up the podcast. So let's go through Miami. They just beat Washington by like four. And when Washington didn't have Westbrook, Beal playing, and Thomas Bryant got injured, which is unfortunate for the Wizards as well. But Miami, they're tired. They're rusty. They're going to be back at it. If people are worried, there's, I don't think there's much to worry about. They're just gonna, they just lost Jay Crowder and Derek Jones Jr. So, a bit of worrying depth. They're not going to be as good as last year in the playoffs, but they're going to be the same as they were in their regular season last year. Goran Dragic, I think, has improved, even though coming off the bench. So, Miami Heat fans, do not worry. Miami is going to be fine. Next, Portland. Portland, Portland, Portland. The Trailblazers known as the jailblazers before in 1990s god uh are they can they ha- do they have enough to contend i think they do but they're not performing robert covington where are you where is robert covington this is just unfortunate to see like he played great for houston he played amazing and he i thought he's one of the most underrated players but it, no he's not he his offensive game just decided to stop like improving it actually diminished so there's no offensive game there his defense is effective he's not effective he's not as effective on defense as he was before uh, last year especially in philadelphia so is it just a few games slump or is it just is it the system portland's you gotta fix up use coming in a better way everyone else mccullum lillard balling just balling I think McCollum is just underrated as well on the scoring end, and his defense is improving. Athleticism is there. Portland could contend. They they have potential. They have. I think they have a better chance this year than last year. And I think Portland's done a great job in that, especially for the conditions they are and also the market they're in. So Portland, excited to see them. Anyway, the last segment is going to be Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is one, I think, the most underappreciated player in the NBA right now. Playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, a complete joke. So that's obviously why teams are, people don't even look at him and just completely ignore the fact that he's in the league. But he's been great. Averaging like 25 points this season. Uh, Second pick of the 2019 draft by the Cavs. Colin Sexton just he's a baller he was doubted completely they were like there's no way he was gonna make it doesn't know where to go people were calling him out each every game he there's improvement every day there's improvement and soon enough this guy could take the lead by storm he has the potential for it and he's proven it this season so far so let's see if he can ride that someone that I'm gonna be watching closely in the next few weeks to see what the development is like for uh, Colin Sexton. But other than that, other than that, that'll wrap it up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be going over some other NBA teams, maybe some certain players, certain scores. But overall, next episode, definitely we're going to be tuning into the Clippers' inconsistency. Uh, if you know that, and then the Lakers, see what they're going to do. So, Battle of LA. A few more teams, but OKC is going to be, need to be doing in order to make their rebuild functional. Boston, and you have Charlotte, LaMelo Ball, you have New Orleans. You have a bunch more teams to go over. 
and please stay tuned for next episode which will be which will be released in the upcoming week or two anyway thank you so much for listening to Rio's basketball talk i hope you were able to gauge and look at some of the nba teams and players in a way understand what teams need to do what team needs to do in order to win and what teams and what teams are going through right now and maybe some mindsets that people should be looking at when you look at the nba anyway thank you so much for listening um just a quick reminder there is a podcast there is a there's a netflix documentary with the kobe bryant uh, uh interview which no one saw coming it was about, it's about tony parker please check that out it's a great netflix documentary so anyway thank you very much for listening and i'll see you next time